0: Welcome back to Optimistically Salty. My name is Tracy, and today we're going to talk about Atomic Habits with uh, by James Clear. So if you've heard the term 1% better every day, that is something that comes from this book. That is like the one-liner of the book. And I've heard it so much in the jiu-jitsu community, and I was like, I don't necessarily feel like I'm getting 1% better every day. Like, what? What does that mean? And now I realize that the people who are saying it have no idea what it means either. (laughs) The people who are showing up and creating the habit, okay, yes. In that regard, they are 1% better every day by having a habit of showing up. But I think a lot of people say it when it's convenient and not necessarily accurate. (laughs) So the basic premise of atomic habits. We have good habits and we have bad habits. Generally speaking, bad habits are things that are instant gratification and we have problems down the road. An example of that would be me being too lazy to cook dinner and ordering DoorDash so my kids eat junk food and are bouncing off the walls. I've spent more money than I have budgeted and so it affects my bank account later. And when I go to weigh in, The next week, I have gained weight because I've been eating out instead of eating at home. An example of the good habit is the delayed gratification. So putting money into retirement, that does not necessarily feel good when you do it. But in theory, at least when we are old and retired, we will be grateful that we did that. So that alone has given me quite the tool to kind of assess the situation in life as I'm going through my day and I'm like, oh, I want that, and kind of taking a moment to assess that, like, oh, I want to watch TV and turning on the TV. Okay, if I turn on the TV, I'm not going to get everything done that I need to get done for the day. I'm not going to be setting myself up for a good place for when the kids get off school. I may or may not actually show up for training because I might just sit and watch a movie and not get exercise, So how do I start to break myself of the habit of turning on the TV and getting that like instant gratification? Um, Social media would be another one for me. So getting up in the morning and the first thing I do is like check to see if I have any messages. Realistically, if there's a message on Instagram for me, it's not a life or death situation. And I've also noticed I'm in a really bad habit of checking my messages when I actually am not available to respond to them. And then I forget that they were there and I don't respond to them at all. So a bad habit for me is my phone becoming like the first thing I do in my day. Not spending time with myself, not exercising, just going straight to my phone and losing time on my phone. So an example of the phone or the tv the tv would be something like removing the batteries from the remote so that it takes me that much longer to turn on the tv actually having to know what i'm sitting down to watch instead of thinking well i'm going to find something to watch just like little things. And he talks in the book about how lazy we are that, you know, we do have true addictions and addictions take more work, but that things that we're just in the habit of doing a little bit of resistance. And it's like, Oh, that's right. I didn't want to watch TV. And you have that moment to stop yourself. I talked about this a little bit when I was talking about movement a few episodes ago and my cell phone and like how my thumb is trained to find Instagram. And I had to hide it in a folder three pages back. But I can tell you when I came back onto Instagram a month later, my thumb learned where that Instagram was really quick. (laughs) It's inconvenient and I leave it there and inconvenient but my thumb still will head straight to Instagram it knows it's there so he gave some suggestions for things like that like deleting the app completely so that you have to actually take a pause before you check in I would need to get a lot of people's phone numbers if I was going to do that probably if I was going to delete the app (laughs) but it's interesting when you start looking at your life and realizing like how many little habits you have And he also talks about the cycle of a habit that's like, there's this cue, you do the habit, and then you get a reward. And so when you're creating a new good habit, for example, you have to kind of outsmart yourself and think of ways to reward yourself for it. So one of my new habits, I used to do these massive workouts. If you've been following me on Instagram for any amount of time, I used to do these massive kettlebell workouts at the gym. And I have fallen away from that. And one of my new habits right now is when I get up in the morning, I do five kettlebell swings. It sounds really ridiculous to me because of what I used to do. But I also finally recognize that five kettlebell swings is better than none. Five kettlebell swings doesn't require me to get dressed. It doesn't require me to go to the gym. It doesn't require me to be presentable or anything else. I can just get up, do the five kettlebell swings, and carry on with my coffee. My coffee is my reward. I get up, my alarm goes off, that's my cue, it's time to do five kettlebell swings, and then I get my coffee. So I'm creating this little habit for myself. My goal ultimately is that I get up, I do my five kettlebell swings or more, that I start developing that into a deeper workout, that I add my spin bike into the workout. But I recognize that I have been doing it wrong for so long. (laughs) I've been saying, okay, at 4.30 every morning, I'm gonna be on my spin bike. And the reality is you would actually have to start with the habit of going to bed earlier. You would have to start with the habit of turning off the TV earlier. You'd have to start with the habit of getting in bed earlier. You'd have to start the habit of going to bed earlier. And then getting enough sleep that when you get up in the morning, you're ready for the day. So for so long, I've just gone after like the unattainable goal, failed at it, and then given up. And now I'm figuring out how to create little habits that... I can sustain. Um, One of the kind of rule of thumbs is that you don't miss two days. And so it's like, okay, if I miss one day of my kettlebell swing, I better not miss the next day. No two days in a row. So I also am playing around with my food again and my health and fitness, generally speaking. But I'm also using this for my parenting when I come home with my kids in the afternoon I put my phone in my bedroom I plug it into the charger it's not just set down it's like plugged into the charger and I leave it there when I had the two-story house I would leave my phone upstairs and come downstairs and it's funny how often you think of looking at your phone but if it's not there you just don't (laughs) so I had to start putting these little things in place that it was like the routine is I come home and I put my phone in the bedroom. Um, the other one that this is probably my favorite uh, new habit so far is called the room reset. This is like the tidy, the magic art of tidying up comes to life for me. So let's say I am watching TV in the evening and it's time for bed. Turning off the TV Possibly removing the batteries from the remote. um, Fixing the pillows on the couch, folding the blankets, moving any dishes back to the kitchen or whatever. Like just getting the room clean, ready to go so that it's clean and ready when I come back to it later. And the way that I have been using this so far, I can do more with it. But so far, the one place that I've put it in is after the morning hubbub rush. I get the kids out the door to school And then I do a reset of each of their bedrooms. I'm not doing a lot in there, honestly. It's making sure lights are turned off, um, that there isn't anything pressing happening in their rooms. I don't know what I would consider pressing, but I just go through each of their rooms. I might like fluff their pillows or whatever. It's nothing huge. Go through the laundry room, make sure that there's not any laundry that needs to be tended to, um, If there's, you know, I had stuff in the dryer this morning, I put it in a basket and put it in the hallway, took it with me, Um, do a loop through their bathroom, make sure there's not toothpaste stuck on the countertop or something like that, (laughs) and then make my way out to the kitchen, um, hit the dishwasher load or reload, and then I'm kind of done. But when I come home and I start in and I immediately do that reset, it stops me from my old habit of coming home and turning on the TV. So, giving myself the opportunity to create this new habit, knowing that things are clean and done is the reward for me personally. Like I I want to be in a home that there's not stuff that needs to be taken care of. So that's a big deal for me. Oh, James Clear. Okay, so there's a ton of resources. He talks about it throughout the whole book about, oh, if you want a resource for this or a resource for that, by all means. But I think my plan of attack is basically to kind of sit down and just do a list of the bad habits that I'm aware of that I need to address, which is a lot harder than it sounds like because those old bad habits are so comfortable, (laughs) And then a list of kind of at least the area that I want to start working on for new good habits. It's going to take some time to kind of break them down and figure out what works. He talks a lot in the book about our we're genetically predisposed to certain things. Some things work for us and some things don't, um, which I found completely interesting. And then I found out in the book also that he is a biomechanic as well. And I was like, oh my gosh, I keep reading books by biomechanics. Like there is something about this that's like the engineering and human anatomy and habit and behavior that is completely fascinating to me. I am obsessed with it apparently lately. So, um, there we go. (laughs) Maybe I'll end up down that rabbit hole later, but spending some time just assessing the situation figuring out what's working for me and what's not and trying to kind of figure out why it works and why it doesn't work. I think when I'm on my own and life is like, it's that me time space that's happening in life, it's a little bit easier than when I add in family and other things. But I try to kind of assess the situation as it comes up, I guess. One of my other habits that I know that I need to address is my eating. And I have done the macro thing. I've tracked my calories. I've done, you know, beach body programs. I've done a lot of different weight loss things. And I do want to lose weight at this point. I'm probably about 15 pounds heavier than I was this time last year. And the big thing is that I know myself well enough to know that for me, the priority in this weight loss is more that I just want to feel good in my body. I want to feel good in my movement. I don't want to be gasping for breath after running for 15 minutes. (laughs) Um, So figuring out how to best address that, I looked back to the past and I realized that for me, the accountability of tracking my food is the best way for me to actually be aware of what's going in my mouth. It gets me looking at labels again and aware. Last, yesterday for lunch, I made myself soup and it was just like um like a rice curry soup. But I was like, oh, I have those sweet potato glass noodles. I'm gonna add a package of those to my soup. It's gonna be so bomb delicious. And I ate it and it was good, don't get me wrong. But I went back and I was like, okay, I gotta track my food. And that package of sweet potato glass noodles was like 400 calories. (laughs) I was like, oh, how many times have I eaten one of those packages of noodles? It's okay and bad at the same time. Like if I'm making it and I'm having it with stir fry vegetables, that's probably fine. But when I'm adding it to my coconut milk curry soup that was already like, 300 plus calories, I've made a mistake. (laughs) So one of the things that I have put in my life as like a trigger to remember that I'm working on this is I forced my coach into being my accountability partner for weight loss. I stepped on the scale today when I was at the gym and I went out and I told him, listen, I weigh, you know, 178 this morning. And I need to be at 174 a week from today, which is totally doable for me. Um, Basically, all I have to do is eat the food that's healthy that that I'm supposed to be eating that I've already purchased and have planned for the week. And I need to drink a gallon of water every day. That's it. Like that will be four pounds gone at least in a week. Not to mention if I get in and I practice and everything else that's that much better for me. So creating accountability with someone and then every time I see him, it will help to reinforce like, oh yeah, that's right. No, I don't want to go straight to the coffee shop and order a huge sugar full latte after practice because I just saw my coach. All right, so I'm going to wrap up on the habit talk for now. If you guys have any questions or any um, thoughts about that, you can for sure reach out to me. But I would just say, um, find the book. <laughs> Whatever the habit is that you're working on, that you're wanting to work on, whether it's a one time setup habit or really addressing like behavioral things, I found it to be a really simple to read book. Applying it, that's going to be the tricky part. That's going to require you to have action, not just movement. <laughs> So since I was last on, I competed in another jiu-jitsu competition. I placed third, which basically means I got my butt kicked. Um, It's tricky. I mean, I came down a weight class. I weighed in um, under 175, but I ended up having to go up to the ultra-heavy weight class to have competitors. It's hard with women. There's just not... There will be like one in every weight bracket, and it's like, oh, man... That means I either have to go roll and compete against an 18 year old who weighs as much as me, or I have to go up to the ultra heavies and roll with the big girls. Um, So trying to figure that out for my life, like I just want to find that place where I feel good and comfortable in my body and that I can compete at that level. So we'll see. I might have to just start planning to do competitions that are out of town that I can at least get some more competitors. I know in California, it looked like there was a lot more competitors showing up for the open. So we'll see. Um, And then I also completed my uh, Reiki master training. So I am working on studying for my massage therapy license for Arizona. If you know me in real life person, I was a massage therapist in Colorado moving to Arizona. I have not practiced. It's been a while. Um because I wasn't licensed for Arizona. So I'm nervous about this test, but I'm actually realizing that this new thing of like learning habits, this is pretty much the prime place for me to test that out because I've been avoiding studying for this thing for months and pushing it off like I'm too busy. I don't know what to study. Like the excuses were just bigger than me. (laughs) So I have a lot of opportunity to test out these new habits and a lot of opportunity for growth with my business. When I get these things done, it feels like this big looming cloud of like, it's time to start living is like looming over me right now. And I'm finding it really uh, exciting and terrifying at the same time. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and end this little podcast here. I hope that you all are having an amazing week and just a lot of gratitude for my listeners. And it looks like a lot of you have the same feelings about Brene Brown as I do because that episode has blown up, (laughs) but It's interesting when you have read so many books about behavior and about habits and about movement and about relationships and about faith and all these things that how closely knit they all are in every area of your life. And if you're trying to hold one thing back, you're actually holding all of your growth back. I think, I think that's what I'm realizing. You can't pick and choose about the areas of growth. Like either you're in it or you're not. That's pretty scary. I think I've been hanging out in that space of like, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready for about a year. And I think it's time to just kind of be ready. So good luck to us all. As always, stay optimistically salty. Bye.